I changed my mind because I'm pissed. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C. He's in your dimly lit room, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communication compound. What? Communications compound. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager, Lindsey Graham, and my friend Joe, who have expressed similar sentiments in recent months to me. And they symbolize many millions of people, I think, around the country. Has it to do with Donald Trump and whether you're a fan or not? Okay. Of course, everything has to do with Donald Trump these days. Seems that way. And that's our general manager. Dad brings home a kitten. And you think, hmm. Your little kids are thinking, hmm. I wonder how this kitten affects Donald Trump's approval rating. Hmm. You fall in love with somebody. All you wonder is, what do they think of Trump? Unbelievable. Armstrong and Getty, a couple of weak and stupid men. God knows that's the truth. Um, We got the third story in a week. Where, if I take in the news from one outlet, it's a huge deal. I mean, constitutional crisis. This is the end of a presidency, and uh, impeachment is on the way, or should be, and all this sort of stuff. And if you take in news from a different outlet, it's nothing. And I don't know what you're supposed to do with that information. (laughs) That's difficult. So we're going to try to uh, average it out. Obviously, that's what you got to do. Unless. Two of Trump's closest confidants are doing some sort of triple agent thing. It seems like maybe at the last minute they've turned on their old boss to save their hides. And uh, you never know if Trump answered some questions thinking these, okay, cool, these guys are going to going to keep their mouths shut. They're going to go with the storyline. Ah, the uh, written questions. And I answered it. So I'll answer the questions and answer the same way he answered. And then and then Cohen and Manafort come and have different answers all of a sudden. Is that going to be a problem? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe next year. I don't know. Uh, but more on that coming up. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Hi this morning, Michael. Good. Much. Uh, I'm well rested. Yesterday at this time, I was very, very tired because my girlfriend's cat had kept me awake all oh. night. God, uh, I'll tell you what. I, you know, it's 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 mostly a woman thing in my experience. I have zero tolerance for animals keeping me awake. <laughs> to me, to me, I the, unleashed a fifteen-minute screen. Yeah, the you top. sure did. <laughs> to me, the hierarchy of man versus beast is: I don't lose any sleep to try to make a living to try to pay for this effing animal. <laughs> but that is not the way the other gender often sees it. Yeah. Hmm. Well, the way I handled it was: I poor grabbed, Fluffy is having trouble, or whatever. I He's grabbed lonely. the cat. Yeah. Yeah. 
I grabbed the cat and we had, we came to an understanding. I was feeding it meow mix, you know, the cheaper food, and so I upped it to wet food. I said, "Would this be okay?" The cat meowed. Yes. I sleep. The cat sleeps. We seem to have an understanding. <laughs> wow. Yeah, some would say there's two creatures that say meow in that bed. If you hear me, huh? you seem to have an huh? understanding. There is a positive Sean whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing all right. I woke up this morning, realized it's my birthday tomorrow. I guess uh, birthdays don't really yeah. have the same sort of, oh, good, it's coming up again, sort of anticipation <laughs> yeah. uh, that I had in, in my my younger years. Yeah. Um, it can happen as the years go by. So now I guess I got to... Oh, damn, it's uh, right. It's my birthday this week. I was really planning on not doing anything this weekend. That sounded great. But now I guess I got to do something for the Instagram or I don't know. <laughs> Right? <laughs> Social media. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, and then, you know, I've always said that it's about 25 when you no longer want to be older. Maybe even a little earlier. But up until certainly up until you're 21, it's a good thing that you're a year older. Oh, I'm perfectly fine with getting older. I think aging is the it's it's perfectly preferable to the to the op, the other option of not being alive. Oh, okay. I thought I thought the opposite was getting younger every no, year. No, that's actually not a realistic thing. Um, what I don't like is having to do things. I don't want to do a party or go out to a right. dinner at a restaurant that I probably barely even like in the first place. How about and... going to a restaurant where they celebrate your birthday with some sort of little thing and sing a song? Happy, happy birthday. <laughs> We're so glad you're here. Everybody look at you and make you feel self-conscious. <laughs> hey. Hey, but at least I got a funny hat to wear out of it, right? Exactly. Oh, great. At least I was embarrassed. There's Marsha Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marsha? I'm, uh, I'm doing all right. It was raining. It was windy. It was cold yesterday where I live. It was a perfect day for a Casino run. Had a great time. <laughs> Broke even. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Blackjack was the name of the game, and this managed to throttle down once again my gaming passions just enough for me to resolve once more. No more games of chance until next year. Except for the twice you gambled this week. No more gambling till next year. Right? Till next year. It's done. We're it's done, done with this. It's hot. We're off. You remind me of the old joke about I uh, went to uh, Las Vegas with my uncle. He's blind. We put him in front of the change machine. He broke even. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That is yeah, pretty funny. It's, uh, it's probably... Uh, Cited privilege, and this will probably end our careers, repeating that old joke. I only repeat it to remind us all of how insensitive society used to be against the unsighted Mm -hmm. (laughs) and how any laugh at that is a uh, a laugh of shame or something. So at some point, we've got to discuss, do we think it's a big deal to how much of the country if the president was uh, behind the scenes trying to work a deal with an adversary while running for president or while the nominee and claiming that he was not? How big a deal do we think that is politically? Okay, thank you. Politically. I was going to say a reminder that this is all on the ever-moving scale of merely impolite, unethical, highly unethical, politically unpalatable, or illegal. And uh, every accusation of the many swirling around find, it finds its place somewhere on that scale. But, you know, everyone is different. Because Trump's old fixer came out yesterday, and uh, if he's telling the truth this time, and that's one of the problems with when you start lying to various various people, you never know at which point you've finally gotten the truth. But uh, claiming that the Trump's kids and everybody were working with the Russians on this hotel deal way on through. Uh, the nomination process and election and stuff like that. So we'll get to that coming up. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is a Friday, November 30th, the year 2018. We're setting you straight in 218. We're Armstrong Getty, and we approve of this program. Wow, last day of November. I'll be darned. You'll miss it, won't you? Oh, I will.
Uh, let's begin the show now, officially according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. He's a weak person, and what he's trying to do is get a reduced set. Oh, tense, tense, sentence. He's a weak and stupid person, Trump said of his <laughs> uh, his old lawyer, which makes everybody ask the question, <clears throat> so why was he one of your closest uh, ties there for a dozen years if he's weak yeah, and stupid? He hit it from me! <laughs> He tried to appear strong and intelligent. <laughs> he, turns duped, out, he duped me. Turns out he's the WNS. Weak and stupid. What are other headlines, Marshall? Well, Trump at the G20 summit ending NAFTA and firing back on new reports about Russian real estate dealings. You've got the Ukraine and Russia standoff going on with Ukraine now pushing back. And why did the entire world ring like a giant bell? <laughs> Stories coming up minutes from now. When did that happen? I missed it. The whole world rang like a bell? Yeah. Okay, stay tuned. Um, how's mailbag look? Oh, it's fine. The accent is on humor this morning. Good feelings and cleverness. Trump's former fixer lies to Congress is the headline in USA Today. You know how often people get convicted of lying to Congress? That stat will shock you. Stay tuned for that and all the other things coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Michael Cohen has in terms of is he looks stupid. I feel like the problem is that he is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of those people that has a stupid look. How come? Yeah, who, says who? Uh, he has resting dumb face. I don't think he is a dumb guy. It's impossible. He's that- made many, many millions right. of dollars working plans. Some would use a more derogatory term for his various maneuverings, but he has pulled off plans that you have to be pretty sharp to stay out of prison. And navigating the legal waters, which takes some expertise and all and that sort of stuff. And the political waters. Says who? But he sure says who? Says us right po- now. Polls. We're doing the show. What okay. polls? Okay. All, of, all of them. Tucker, some of them? All of them? Tucker Carlson last, last night said, he said, look, if somebody said Michael Cohen was a cannibal, you'd have to at least look into it. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Tucker said that, huh? Yes, on Fox, which God, I thought was pretty a, funny. That is a pretty funny line. The mailbag. <laughs> oh, oh, yes! Got him! What? Oh, Got him! Took the wind out it's been of a him. long time. What kind of awful human being takes delight in another man's failure? This one. What's the matter with you people? <laughs> Who's got two thumbs and takes delight in your failure? <laughs> this guy. Well, I'm so sorry. And it's all a test of whether or not you know it's Friday, which is kind of a minor thing. (laughs) Mailbag is coming up in a moment or two. First, though, apparently, it's time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. What is the likelihood that you personally will go to Mars? 70%. I will switch channels. I'll do CNN, and then I'll go to Fox, and then I'll go to MSNBC. And you can hear, you can just sense the slant but that information's helpful i think the vast majority of 320 million americans want politics to be put back in a proper place not to be at the center of people's worldview 
The problem is that those two goals conflict with each other. You can either admit the world's poor into your country, or you can give your own people more free stuff, but you can't do both. I shouldn't say this, you'll say I'm very conceited because I'm not. That a projection of specific impacts is something we should look on with skepticism. But I wish I could use that language when I break up with someone. Look, I'm, I'm not ending the relationship. I'm just not allocating any love for you after March. Well, I have no overhead. I don't advertise. I don't pay rent. And I steal the coats. <laughs> to be fair, you wouldn't feel great either if you were 34 years old and still crashing at your grandma's. <laughs> all right, we'll have another cow during the fourth hour of the show, which will include all the Friday goodness. Sean mm. working frantically to prepare it. Yeah, poor, working. Poor, poor lad. <laughs> so stressed. Mailbag. Now I'm certain it's time for it. As I stood in the shower today rubbing my eyes, it occurred to me there's no greater instant gratification than rubbing your eyes. You want it? You got it. Right now. Naturally, I must ask for a not anonymity. Ha! Writes Brian in Oakland Hills, California. Brian uh, commenting on my comment that for some reason lately, everybody says, please don't use my name. And it's like a guy named John writing in to say, I really like a walk after a big meal. I don't, what, what is it with everybody? Everybody's afraid of something. Maybe it's that they, they know Mark Zuckerberg is surveilling them, so they're desperate to cling to whatever anonymity remains. On the subject of rubbing your eyes, when I rub my eyes, they make an audible squeaking noise. Oh, boy. <laughs> which oh freaks boy. out my wife and kids, and oh she boy. has said you need to do it on the air. So later, if you can remind oh. me, we'll crank up the mics, I'll rub my eyes. It does make an audible squeaking noise. Oh. And I don't know if that means I should see an optometrist or Now what? we're running a freak show. <laughs> Is there any pain associated with that? Then I'll, then I'll drive a nail through my nose or something. Oh, boy. Uh, and then on a similar uh, vein, this is uh, M, writes... If you clean a vacuum cleaner, you become a vacuum cleaner. Hmm. Think about it. And then my favorite, also from M, Swiss cheese has holes. More cheese equals more holes. More holes equals less cheese. Therefore, more cheese equals less cheese. (laughs) (laughs) I can hang out with that person. (laughs) You know, everybody's so angry and whipped up and everything these days. I appreciate that. Little little cheese conundrum, a little one hand clapping humor. Why not? <laughs> Moving along. <clears throat> oh, this is uh, from a deep thinker. It's it's Ross. A few months ago, I was helping clear out my mother in law's house, and I ran. I'm I I'm assuming she was moving or has passed, and you weren't just robbing her, but uh, that's not explained here. Cleaning out mother in law's house, and I ran across. She was a- at the mall. It seemed like a good time to get her television. <laughs> Cleaning out the house, I ran across an old copy of the book, Imitation of Christ. Oh, yeah, by Kempis. Uh, I don't know that one. Uh, I began reading it and discovered that in the 1300s, a movement called Devotio Moderna began. Basically, it was a reaction against the rigorous and academic intellectualism of the medieval scholasticism of the church and urged a more spiritual approach advocated by the author Thomas Kempis and the Rhineland mystics. Being a spiritual guy myself, I thought, wow, Rhineland Mystics, that's the name of my new band. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you got out of it. That's what he got out of it. Imitation of Christ, one of the all-time classics, and got a lot of uh, good stuff for today, whether you're a believer or not, actually. 
hmm. about uh, you know what you put your uh, your emphasis on in your daily life. Oh boy! Oh, do the we... Bible. That, that may be my cause, and nobody wants to hear it. The the lack of nourishment for the soul in modern Western society. I think that is the crisis. I think it is the opioid crisis. I think it is the budget crisis, the political crisis, the uh, uh, you know unwed births crisis, the suicide crisis. I think it's all of them. But nobody wants to hear that. Uh, when was this uh, book written? Twelve hundred, I think. Really? Yeah. What? Huh. Uh, moving along, uh, I was. Uh, we were talking about how often Obama used uh, tear gas, and the media said nothing about it, and how that was just proof of the inaccuracy, the hypocrisy, and the bias of the media. An alternate point of view here from Linda. Trump himself brought nonstop cav- coverage and attention to the caravan. That's why the matter was covered so widely and shockingly. Unlike Obama, who did not make border crossings a political election football. Trump brought the excessive media attention, not the media. This is the difference between Obama administration and the, this bleeping idiot. He talks too much. Okay, well, let me... Uh, well, let, I, w- I, would, I would say you make a decent point, but you're 180 degrees wrong. Well, yeah, ma- yeah. let me point out that maybe the President of the United States should talk about a caravan of migrants that's headed toward the border and at some point is going to rush the border. And, and you have force to re- its way in. And you have to resist them with force. Maybe that's a topic that should be emphasized. As opposed to your friend, uh, Mr. Obama, there, who said, all right, let's just keep this quiet. Don't say anything. Don't say anything at all about Because well, it would on. be a political problem, because right. how are you going to deal with it? And they right. dealt with it, by the way, by using pepper spray and stuff and not letting people come across. Gassing! Poor migrants! <laughs> or just the women and children! <laughs> yeah, that's what he did over and over again, dozens of times. Well, we got this text. Joe could not be more right about the soul. I get stuff like, I really liked your chip recipe. Now, yours is, Joe could not be more right about the soul. I'm telling you, I, 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 I have to stop thinking about this stuff to get through the day. I've, I've, I've seen the truth. Lighten it's, up, Francis. It's, uh, <laughs> there's another comment coming in via the text line. Uh, Jack right. gets texts like, I too ate five pies on Saturday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, let's move swiftly. We have a lot of great emails. Uh, guys, those freshman members of the House who publicly opposed Nancy Pelosi are going to learn that if you go up against the Queen, you'd better take her out. They'll be thinking about that from their bathroom stall offices. I, I disagree with that. I, like, I, I really appreciate that. Uh, I, the, the reason I call her She Guevara is I never can remember her name. Osasia Cortez? What's uh, Octavio Cortez? Yeah, Alexandra yeah. Octavio Cortez. I love I, I, I'll call her AOC, but I'm not memorizing her name. There, AOC, are, okay. there are 435 Congress people, and two-thirds of them are half-wits. But I love that spirit of, I don't care about the, 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 the system, and you've been here forever, and I'm not supposed to say what I think. I love that. Right. I think there should be more of that. She's wrong about everything except that. Let's see. I hear the music starting. That tells me we have very little time. Luckily, we have three and a half hours to go. Uh, Let's see. Oh, our previous discussion about your brain might keep a clicking for maybe hours after you pass. Uh, Elise, one of our uh, longtime correspondents, emergency room nurse, said, we never talk about a deceased patient. We talk to them out of respect in case they're present. Wow. I had no idea of that. That's mm. heavy, man. Yeah. Marshall's News next on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
from a number of listeners who have audible eye squeaks. Oh, boy. What? Apparently that's a thing. Sure. We'll get to that later. Right wow. now, the news. Well, one more email, if you don't mind. Uh, please don't use my name, writes this correspondent, but Tim, 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 Tim. Sincerely, name withheld. Thank you, Tim. That made me laugh. Why I'm sorry! Oh, my God! I used his name! Why y'all need to be anonymous for every email? That's what we're wondering. Uh, news now with Marshall Phillips. Now, President Trump says NAFTA is being replaced today as the U.S., Canada, and Mexico sign off on a new trade agreement. With our signatures today, we will formally declare the intention of our three countries to replace NAFTA with the USMCA, a truly groundbreaking achievement. All three signing off on the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement this morning in Buenos Aires. Did you know that cute little prime minister of Canada refuses to call it the... Uh, USMCA, because he doesn't like Canada being third being, place. Yes, well, we couldn't third. have you in the middle because then it's yeah. U-Scam, and you can't have a, a trade deal called U-Scam. I don't care. <laughs> I don't want to be in last place. Why are we in last place? Uh, shortly before the uh, big sign-off, the president was reacting to reports his organization considered giving Vladimir Putin a $50 million penthouse as part of a deal to build a Trump Tower in Moscow while on the campaign trail. Now, who's reporting this? Because there, there have been a number of stories just in the last week yes. that had to be walked way back or turned out yes. to be completely phony. Trump was tweeting this morning, Oh, I get it. I'm a very good developer, happily living my life when I see our country going in the wrong direction, to put it mildly. Against all odds, I decide to run for president and continue to run my business. Very legal and very cool. And talked about Very it. cool. Very <laughs> cool. And I talked All the kids to- say I'm the coolest. <laughs> Well, they used to before he was president. The rappers would always use him as a symbol of, you know, living large. Right. And he said, I talked about it all the time in the campaign trail. Then in the second tweet, Trump said he lightly looked at doing a building somewhere in Russia, put up zero money, zero guarantees, and didn't do the project. Witch hunt. Witch hunt. A double witch hunt. So that's rare. That last part is uh, seems to be pretty clear. They didn't even put up any money. There was, you know, they never they never got into even close into finalization territory or anything like that. Right. But he has been. This is pretty well documented that his family has been pursuing a big Russia deal for 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 many 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 years. Sure. So the lightly looked at it is uh, a little bit of an overstatement. I well, think. let's talk about this at length a little bit later on. Okay. We need to get hardcore into this because this is the big story that the news media is flapping their gums about. Meanwhile, and and, and, and of course, r- rending their garments, rolling their eyes back in their head, and screeching that this is the end. Meanwhile, federal agents have reportedly raided the office of a Chicago lawyer done tax work for the president. Yesterday. Same day as the Cohen thing happened. Yes. Did you see the visuals from this anywhere? Uh -uh. They they put up brown paper on all the windows. It it looked interesting. Yeah, this guy's an alderman in Chicago. Right. Uh, I got to tell you this. If my tax guy was raided... The same day, you know, Jack, that my personal lawyer, Jack, pled guilty to something. <laughs> <laughs> to go, oh. oh, man. All right. The push and pull continues. Ukraine banning all Russian men aged 16 to 60 from entering its territory while martial laws in effect for the next 30 days. The move in response to Russia's seizure of the three Ukrainian Navy ships. Ukraine's president announcing the ban, tweeting, Russia does not 
form in Ukraine units of private armies. He's basically what they're concerned about is when uh, Crimea fell, when Crimea was taken over, uh, Russian a lot of Russians uh, guys had uh, kind of just gone in to visit, and all of a sudden they they formed private armies. Mm. And uh, helped in the overthrow. Yeah, they happen to all know each other, have a command yes. structure, weaponry, and uniforms available. How handy. Yes. There were several examples of overreach on both sides, I think, yesterday over the whole Cohen story. One side on the, uh, the, the, the left, I saw a former FBI agent on MSNBC. And, man, you got to take a giant grain of salt with all these former FBI agents, whatever they think. Sure. But you- so while Trump was in the air, he announced he's not going to meet with Putin. Right. MSNBC saw that as clearly a reaction to the Cone story and he'd be uncomfortable. And the FBI agent said, so you're going to tell me that we say it's okay for our for Saudi Arabia to kill a journalist and we'll still do business with them. But some minor thing happens between Ukraine and Russia and we'd cancel a meeting with Putin. I don't believe it. And I thought, that's just a load of crap. This Ukraine-Russia thing is a huge deal. And and not meeting with Putin, as Trump said, until we can figure out what's going on there, that is perfectly legitimate. Well, and that's a beautiful description of the way those channels operate, too, because they were howling earlier in the day that there's no way Trump could meet with Putin. Or that would be a sign that he's truly in Putin's pocket. So, so then he announces he's not going to. <laughs> yes. and then, it's that's a sign further that proof! Right. All right. All right. One last note. Scientists try to figure oh, out... Which, I'm sorry, which ought to bring me back to explaining Lindsey Graham and my friend Joe and what oh, I was yeah. going to say. But go on. We'll, uh, we'll do that after the news. All right. Scientists trying to figure out why the Earth just rang like a bell. National Geographic saying earlier this month a mysterious rumble rolled around the world. Seismic monitors, uh, seismic, uh, monitors first picking up the event near Madagascar, and it was then picked up in Chile, New Zealand, and Hawaii. Seismologists are saying they have never seen anything like it before. It was as though the planet rang like a bell, maintaining a low-frequency monotone as it spread. When did that happen? Uh, they're saying earlier this month. I, I don't missed have it, though, huh? date. No, I think... Okay. I think sounds like the sort of anomaly that a Star Trek captain would land to investigate and end up with a lot of red shirts dying and a hasty evacuation. Is this the sign of the, uh, well, the apocalypse? Well, French scientists suspect the ringing may have been caused by a new underwater volcano developing near Madagascar. Though right now, nobody really knows. Mm. Nobody really knows. Dinosaurs didn't know either. That's true. That's what I'm saying. At your news. They didn't stand around speculating about meteors. At your news, I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. So you're going to explain why Lindsey Graham is the general manager for the day. Yeah, and yeah. we got to talk more about this Cohen thing. If you if you haven't heard it, it's this is this is interesting on a number of levels. How big a deal is it? I don't know. Neither does anybody else, but they <laughs> pretend to. One of Trump's uh, Mueller ta- probably has a decent idea. <laughs> one, one of Trump's tax guys getting raided yesterday. Does that fit in with? I mean, was it a coincidence that it happened the same day that Cohen walked into court? I I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The 
Armstrong and Getty Show. We've got a reporter or two lined up throughout the morning to talk about this. Uh, this week, I guess, but particularly yesterday as Trump's fixer, Michael Cohen, says who? Um, uh, says he lied to Congress about a couple of things on the whole Russia deal, mm-hmm. and um, and 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 where this lands us, and as we've been pointing out, it's I don't I don't think they're going to find anything criminal with Trump collusion, all that sort of stuff. It's just how palatable you find business dealings in the midst of a presidential election. Well, and, and that'll word, be argued about a lot over the next two years. The word collusion itself is practically undefinable. I mean, it's not it's not a legal it, term. It, it is a legal term, which is being misapplied to a, a non-legal issue. I mean, collusion is a legal term in specific contexts, but... It's not a legal term in this context, Right, though. to have some Russian spook say, you're not going to believe what we just heard about Hillary. Really? What? That's not quote-unquote legal sure. collusion. If all the football teams get together and say, let's not hire... Colin, Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick, that's collusion, that's but collusion. there's no collusion in in this sense. Right. You, there's just no such thing. Yeah. So just a quick point. The reason I brought up Lindsey Graham and uh, and my, my friend Joe, who's actually uh, been uh, engineering and co-producing the Dead Flowers albums, my band, for years and years. Um, I was talking to Joe the other day. Uh, we were talking about politics, taking a little break from recording. And, well, that's relaxing. And he said, well, uh, we're... <laughs> He, he's one of those people you can talk to politics about and nobody gets angry. So right. he should be rolling around on the floor fighting. Well, maybe next time. But so anyway, um, he says, listen, for the longest time, I was saying, I like a lot of Trump's policies. I wish he wouldn't tweet so much. And why does he have to start these arguments? And oh, why did he say that? He said, now blanket. I don't care. I'm with him. I'm on his side. I don't want to hear it anymore. Oh, really? But just the constant, Interesting. constant one-sided media. Forget it. There's no subtlety to my position anymore. Claire McCaskill just got voted out of the Senate. Close race in uh, Missouri. She's a moderate Democrat. Uh, I heard an interview with her this morning, and she was saying, uh, they're actually, I can't remember what she said exactly, but they're passing out the crying, crying towels in the Democratic caucus because, and she was talking about uh, reaching across the aisle and uh, and and working with people you disagree with and, and working out a compromise and actually getting legislation passed. She said there's actually a period of mourning going on because we've lost Lindsey Graham. He used to be a guy that you could always talk to and work with, and, and, and he'd come at it uh, with an open heart and try to come up with legislation. And she said, essentially, we've driven him away. We've the driven, we've driven him Booker's, away. The Kamala Harris's, the Kavanaugh ugliness drove him away. And she said, if the Democratic Party doesn't get a handle on its left wing, we will drive everyone away who that, could conceivably want to work with us. That is really interesting. Yeah, exactly. Then we got this note. Unfortunately, from, uh, you only get the most interesting information out of politicians once they leave office, for the most right, part. But Right. Uh, note from Duke from Sacramento, who uses the term whilst occasionally. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I brought it up in the uh, his, one of his previous correspondents, so he used it again in this one. Uh, just as a favor, which I appreciated very much. Um, uh, oh, he uh, he said, I'm a 30-year-old male who is not a Trump fan. Um, he was at the airport, forced to listen to CNN. But after listening to only a few minutes of that channel, I totally understand how Trump has super loyal followers, and I'm still not a fan. I felt my brain cells committing suicide listening to the desperate idiocy of these news people. Why do we even call it cable, quote, news? It's just people falling over each other whilst trying to yell emotional and irrational political opinions 100% of the time now. 
Um, and How do airports still air CNN huh. as, as if that's, you know, just palatable to everybody? Yeah. Because they got in first before there were other channels, I guess. But. And so Duke there, it's the same thing I'm talking about. At some point, you just think, all right, you know what? I, I, I'm so tired of this. I'm with him. Forget it. I'm with him. Well, how about maybe you guys talked about it yesterday, and I need to talk about my day yesterday, but um, the Manafort meeting with Assange story, mm. that very quickly, if a, if a journalist did any of the sort of stuff you do when you report a story, journalists quickly figured out, well, that can't be true. We looked at his passport. He hasn't been there. They, we right. looked at the logs there at the embassy, which they're very strict about. Which He's, took half a day, right. all of that investigation. <laughs> took a couple hours to figure this out. He hasn't visited. So that whole Paul Manafort, Trump's campaign manager, met with Assange several times, just didn't happen. Right. But that was the story of the day for about 24 hours in, on uh, on all your news. Yeah. Well, I, and again, that it's diagnosing the media. It has nothing to do with Trump or Russia or Manafort or anything diagnosing the news you've got every cable channel new the major newspapers and this is disappointing reprinting a story from the guardian it was the guardian wasn't it that it is well known to just cook stuff up sometimes they reprinted it they made it the biggest story in america then they did half a day worth of investigative journalism and realized oh no this couldn't have happened another accuser has come forward against brett kavanaugh Many news outlets went with when it was an unsigned anonymous envelope with a story scrawled inside it, looking like the writing of a crazy person. Or some drunk ne'er-do-well in uh, New England who said, oh, yeah, he was on my boat and he grabbed a girl's boob. And they'd never met. Well, that was a story. I mentioned the FBI agent I saw on MSNBC, and he was talking about the Cohen deal and what this could mean. I thought, oh, this is really interesting. Uh." And then when he threw in the only reason Trump would cancel his meeting with Putin, I mean, acting like this whole Ukraine Crimea thing is a big deal. And I thought, okay, you just lost all your credibility. Wow. You just lost all your credibility. You overreached. Now I can't believe anything you said. Because that's a stupid thing to say. Oh, that's unbelievable. That's indefensible. So, all right, where do we go from here? You want to talk about Cohen a little bit? Because how how much how much trouble is this going to be politically now? So Cohen changed the timeline as to when he says he was uh, he was talking to the Russians about this yeah. hotel deal. He changed it by five months, and it went from when Trump had just started to apparently they were talking to the Russians, or at least according to Cohen, and he's a known liar. Um, uh, well into Trump running and on the verge of getting the nomination, Mm -hmm. if not longer. Right. Now, I did hear somebody, speaking of overreaching, I heard somebody on the right say, five months, we're arguing about five months. Well, I'll tell you this. If I was dating a girl five months before my my wife and I, like, (laughs) fell in love, or or during the time, it's a big deal. Right. I'm not sure I have time to make my case. Where this all comes out, I have no idea. But I, I will tell you this. I this is to, while Trump was going around saying, I have no deals with Russia. I've not, I'm not even talking to Russia. I got nothing going on. Right. And they were, it would seem, according to Cohen, working pretty hard behind the scenes to get this hotel thing going. There's the problem. Every word spoken about this is open to interpretation. I have a friend who is involved in a company that develops apartment buildings. And I was talking to him about an idea investment once, and, and we got into a conversation, and he said to me, Joe, I am the world's worst farmer. I'm the world's slowest farmer. We get a piece of land. We've actually acquired the land. And by the time we get local approval and state approval, 
and environmental approval, zoning, uh, permitting, on and on and on and on. Fine, I said, blah, blah, blah. He said, it's 10, 15, 20 years down the line before we break the dirt and start building the apartment building. And I think you have two things going on here. Number one, you have all sorts of possible deals in the preliminary stages in Donald Trump's business. And they are very preliminary for a very, very, very long time, uh, especially in a, a, a foreign country where you're dealing with the complexities of, you know, international relations. You combine that with you got a guy like Michael Cohen, who the cable media delights in describing as Donald Trump's personal lawyer. He's a fixer. He was a guy who gets stuff done. He greases palms. He threatens widows. Says who? He, he it says everybody who knows you. Okay. Okay? Okay? What? Okay. 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 Um, (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, Anyway, so he is congenitally predisposed to somebody asking, so was Donald Trump working on the Russia deal during the campaign? Oh, no, no, no. We weren't doing nothing on that. No, no, no. That was dead. And he has lived his entire life buying people off or talking them down or whatever and being, oh, no, it's cool. We're, we're fine. We'll, we'll get that done. He doesn't know, and a lot of Trump's people don't know what it's like to go up against the federal government with a head of steam. And so they they fudge and they lie and they exaggerate because that's never had any consequences for them their whole life. But now it does. I think there's a lot of that going on. We're These gonna, are small-time operators hitting the big time. We're going to talk to a guy named Royal Oaks, coolest name ever, about this whole story. He's a he's an analyst, a legal analyst. 